Okay, the next heading is most of national Israel is blind. Most of national Israel is blind. And like our sister said a while back, which we just talked about in the first part, there is always a remnant. The Lord is always has a remnant, which mm -hmm. is, take heart, O child of God, you are not alone. Uh, unlike Elijah, who claimed to be alone. <laughs> but he wasn't. He wasn't. And that was, we saw that in verses 1 through 6. Elijah is complaining to the Lord about Israel. And God's answer to Elijah wasn't exactly... Uh, Encouraging. Yeah. I mean, we say like, oh, how encouraging. The Lord told him that there were 7,000. He wasn't alone. Amen. How encouraging. If you look what Elijah said, the Lord, he said, I have reserved to myself 7,000 men who have not bowed the knee to the image of Baal. But Elijah just complained and wasn't really praying for Israel. Right. Actually praying against Israel. So, it would have given him somewhat comfort to know that there are 7,000, but at the same time, yeah. what else would that be saying? We kind of feel the message there, like, yeah. Elijah, just like a normal man, yeah. kind of gets a little shaky there. These people are, Lord, yeah. my goodness. They're, they're tearing down the altar. All the stuff is true. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes about our brothers and sisters, we hear things and they are true. And instead of praying for them, yeah. we take the route of Elijah. Yeah. It's true. Lord, they drinking. My goodness. These people here. I don't know, I don't know what we're going to do with them, Lord. And they just. Sinning, they got they sinning, Lord. Hmm. We just, I'm just, I'm left alone in my family, Lord. I'm just alone, and they trying to kill me instead of praying. Right. Right. Yeah. So he got the answer that would have been comforting, but at the same time, like, no, it's not what my brain said it was. It's not what my feelings said it was. Turns out I'm not alone, never was alone. The Lord always has a remnant, no matter what. Oh. If I can if I can insert there to your point, is that when that happens and Elijah was in that place, that he felt he pretty much turned inward to mm -hmm. self and was trusting in himself as if it all depended mm -hmm. on him. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the only one. It's just me. <laughs> and he felt like God was going to agree with him. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's up to you. It's up to you, buddy. All the nation's going to fail if you don't. Yeah. And God was just reminding him that, hey, I got yeah. 7,000 to have them out and they need about. I got this, Elijah. Yeah. Yeah. Still I, I, I just want you to know that I'm still... I'm still good up here yeah. on the throne. Yeah, I'm still God. You're <laughs> not. Okay, the uh, the second and most of national Israel is blind. Verses seven through ten. Most of national Israel is blind. 
verses 7 through 10. So let's go ahead and read 7 through 10. What then? Israel has not obtained that for which he seeks, but the election has obtained it, and the rest were blinded. According as it is written, God has given them the spirit of slumber, eyes that they should not see, and ears that they should not hear unto this day. And David said, Let their table be made a snare, and a trap, and a stumbling block, a recompense unto them. Let their eyes be darkened, that they may not see, and bow down their back always. So, this emphatically states that salvation, righteousness, salvation in righteousness, cannot be obtained by any manner or way other than God's way. If Israel, God's chosen people, cannot be allowed to come in by her works, how can Gentiles think they can follow the same course and be successful? Because right. uh, remember, this is written to Roman, Romans. This is the book of Romans, which would be mostly Gentiles. There might be a few Jews around, but mostly Gentiles. The election refers to the Jews who did not attempt to claim salvation by merit, but rather by grace. They didn't claim salvation based off of themselves, but just grace. The election refers to Jews who did not attempt to claim salvation by merit, but rather by grace. The rest were blinded. When men demand their own way instead of God's way, blindness will always be the result. It is a judicial blindness. God turns them over. Remember, we talked about the downward spiral, that God actually speeds up the process. You want to go your own way, you, he'll give you over to that, and then as you continue to go that way, he'll actually speed the process up. And we looked at it in detail, and it actually shows, if you look the words up, that God actually, sounds weird to us, but God actually shoves you in that direction. That's what you want, because you've really already made up your mind. It's not that it's against your will. You've already chosen that route. God, through his grace, in his mercy, in order to get you to turn around, actually speeds up the process of the downward spiral. Have you ever seen someone get presented the gospel that actually affects them? You can actually see that that touched them in a way. And then yet, it seems that they go harder into sin. Yeah. That their life they, because they reject it, they don't accept the Lord. And then after, they actually go more into sin. It's like, dude, they seem like they got worse into sin. They do. What in the world? What just happened? The downward spiral. They were given a chance to accept the gospel. It was presented to them. Christ was presented to them. They were, they were faced with it and they pushed it away. So what happened was, God gave them over. To what they wanted. They chose. I don't I don't want that. So there's only one other way to go. You don't want that. There's only one other way to go. And it's sin. Domination. 
from the sin nature. So God actually allows it to speed up. Yeah. To where you're like, dude, they got worse. <laughs> like it was one thing they before, but it got worse. The more and more you push God away and reject God, it gets worse. Look at Pharaoh as an example. Yeah. It comes, Pharaoh pushes away. It comes, pushes, pushes, even to the point that he killed himself. Basically, he, he chased Israel down to his death. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, in verse eight, it says, "According as it is written," and this is the just mean it's taken from Isaiah chapter six, verse ten, and chapter twenty-nine, verse ten. Uh, so we see Paul brings stuff from the Old Testament to prove his point. Uh, the word slumber it means insensibility. A spirit of stupor. You ever seen in uh, Revelation or other books talk about being drunk? Being drunk. Yeah. That's the idea. It's not. Most of the time we see drunk and we're like alcoholic beverage. Spiritual drunkenness is what it really means. A stupor. Insensibility. A spirit of stupor. The story about the ten virgins, five go to sleep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Five foolish and five. Yeah. They spiritually they went to, mm -hmm. they went to sleep. Yeah. They just like a stupor. They just mm -hmm. what little light the person had previously is lost as well. Mm -hmm. uh, you got your Bible? Yeah. yeah. Matthew chapter 12, verse 45. Then goes he and takes with himself seven other spirits more wicked than himself, and they enter in and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. Even so shall it be also unto this wicked generation. Uh, the Christ is talking about Israel. He's talking about the nation Israel that... They were the wrong direction. And they did it. It's not that Israel didn't have any light, any revelation of God. They they we can obviously say what they did, obviously. They had a lot of and then Christ comes and they reject. And scripture says, Jesus said that because of that rejection, it would be seven times worse than you were before. And you can clearly see that that happened. When we're presented with light, truth of the gospel, and we reject it, we not only lose what's been offered, but you lose what little you had. Which is like, well, no, that can't. Um, good example. We believe in salvation is faith alone. You can say faith alone in Christ. And you believe that you've been, that light has been given and you've accepted it. Someone comes along and says, sanctification is by faith and grace alone, not works. And you say, well, I reject that. You don't, you won't get the light that's been given, but eventually you'll lose the light you did have. Yeah. Which is like, oh no, that couldn't happen. That's what scripture bears out.
the I'm just gonna say the Baptist Church. Now I don't. I have heard that they are beginning to move in a different direction as far as the baptism of the Holy yeah. Spirit. However, they rejected the light of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and because of that rejection, it's affected. It's affected. We said, "Well, no, that's yeah." They interpret certain things wrong. It doesn't mean they're not saved. But if you what scripture reveals and bears out is that if you reject light that's offered, you lose that, what's been offered, you lose that. And what little you had will be taken from you. That's the idea. Which is the scary. Yeah. It should be a wake-up call because what I've just told you is that even though you have some regulation right now, if you get to a place where a truth is presented to you and you reject it because it just butts heads of what you currently believe, and it is the truth, be careful. Yeah. We should always, 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 if something is taught, should always seek it out with an open mind. Yeah. If you read scripture to prove what you believe, you're reading it wrong. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because you interpret it through the lens of whatever it is you're looking yeah. for. That's true. That's true. But if you're if you if I if I believe one saved, always saved, and I'm this is just what I believe, I don't, but if I did believe it, and when I, uh, people say, well, take look at this passage of Scripture. Look at this passage. And they begin to give me passages of Scripture. And I go read it, but the whole time I'm looking to prove that I'm right. Guess I'm going to interpret that passage of Scripture. I'm going to interpret it whatever way it makes me right. <laughs> Instead of going, well, let's really see here now. Lord, I just want to know the truth. And if I'm wrong, well, I want to change. And just going in and just taking the scripture at the value that it just face value of the passage in context. And then if I see that I'm wrong, Lord, help me to change. But we don't do that most of the time. Well, I've been taught this. This has got to be right. <laughs> Seek it out. Seek it. You'll find the answer here. If you really want to know it, you'll find it. If you don't, you won't. Sam, if I can comment on that uh, part where you talk about the when you reject a certain aspect, then you become if you're if it's a rejection, mm -hmm. not, not, it's not to say that everybody who doesn't know something they've rejected it. Right. Might, yeah, yeah. It might not be a revelation, but mm -hmm. once there's a revelation of it yeah. in your life, and then you reject it, then you enter into a rebellion. Mm -hmm. God. Is not going to bring you forward in your spiritual growth until this is dealt with because he revealed it to you at a certain point. He's not going to just wink at it and go, oh, okay, that's okay, and let's, let's bring you along. No, what, and so what happens is, is that you stay there and he's going to continue to deal with you. And if you, and if you continue to reject, 
then the only thing that you can do at that point, because you can't go forward, is to start sliding backwards. Yeah. And, and so what happens is, is that a person who's maybe backslidden, gone away from the Lord, I guarantee you that most of the time when you see a person that has backslidden away from the Lord, and, and we, you know, we pray for people like that, what happened? I guarantee you, one of the things that's happened is, is there was a revelation of something in there that God wanted to deal with them about, and they rejected it. Now, somebody might say, well, they got, no, that's not what it was, they got hurt. Okay, but that still applies yeah. because they could have gotten yeah, hurt right. and then the revelation of God would yeah. be forgiveness. Yeah, and they say, no, I'm not. And so what happens is yeah. they slide away. And so when they come back, if, if, if there's a coming back to the Lord, and which is ultimately what we want, the very thing that's yeah. going to be like the prodigal son, we don't get yeah. the rest of that story. But I guarantee you, there had to be, he had to deal with, that. there were some things that were dealt with after he got back. Yeah, sure. It was in grace because he came back to his father, but he had to deal with that rebellion, which he actually kind of did. But, but you understand what I'm saying? He's going to bring you back to that point. Now let's deal with this again. You'll be like, oh, praise God, I'm back, I'm back, I'm back. Praise God, praise God, praise God. And then... And then the Lord, at some point, is going to go, okay, glad you're back. Now let's go back here. Because <laughs> you can't go forward until you deal with this. Because he didn't reveal it to you in a vacuum. He revealed it to you at a certain point because he's ready for you to grow in that area and move forward. The, so kind of that's the way it looks. The, um, Brother Larson taught backsliding different than the way that I heard it growing up um, in church. Backslide, like what we're talking about. Oh, they just lit. They, yeah. yeah, basically. He said back, backsliding, if you actually were to look it up, is what would happen is if an animal was working, they had an animal on a, you know, whatever, a, a, I can't talk. car, something. <laughs> and that animal was there, the person, owner, or whatever, is trying to get, we're trying to get, we're going to go forward. We're going to go forward and that animal says, I'm not going anywhere. Right. <laughs> and that animal would sit down. Right. Would just sit down and you would go and you try to pull that animal and that animal ain't going anywhere because they got levered right now. They would sit, just sit down. And you would, if you were to pull them, guess what would happen? They would slide on their backside, backsliding, because they're refusing to move. And that's really, it's exactly what he's talking about. God said, okay, this we're going to deal with this. Right. Yeah. I will not. Yeah. I'll deal with something else, but not that. And what are we doing? We're sitting down. Yeah. I'm going to sit down right here. Yeah. You refuse to. It's not just out of ignorance or I'm not sure about that yet. You know, yeah. it's, you, you know yeah, and you choose to. Yes. And most of the time, I say most of the time, it's always going to be with your faith. Yeah. It's always going to be with your faith. If you're backsliding in your faith, in the sense that the Lord is trying to say, show, either show you that something that you believe is wrong, and that, or that something is right, and you just refuse to accept it, you are backsliding because you have sat down and said, I will not. Right. 
believe that. I will not let go of this belief. And I will not grab a hold of this belief. You backslide. You have sat down mm -hmm. on your backside. And you are digging in those hoofs <laughs> and saying, nope. <laughs> I'm not letting this go. Right. That's what you, which means you won't be going forward. Mm, that's true. So you just sit there. And then what will happen is, in your everyday life, you'll begin to see the results of that. Yeah. Of the refusal to change yeah. and accept something and say, okay, that was wrong, I was wrong, that belief I had was wrong. Mm -hmm. Then you'll start to see it in your life. You'll start to see sin dominating. As you <laughs> and when he when he talked like that, I was like, that makes a lot more sense yeah, than yeah. just true. Yeah. going backwards. At it. Because in all reality, if you get to that point where you just you you're sitting down, you ain't going nowhere. Remember what we're seeing. God's gonna speed up the process. Right. He's gonna bring you to a place that you finally admit, dude, I, I was wrong. If I were to be teaching, if I were to be teaching, this is just a really easy, easy, clear example. If I were to be teaching something that was wrong, that wasn't the message of the cross, if I was teaching something wrong about salvation or sanctification by faith, whatever, I'm teaching and, and everything, and I got a, a church or what people that you know listen or whatever, and I'm not. There's like zero results happening. There's no growth in the people. There's no salvations. There's nobody getting filled with baptism of the Holy Spirit. There's none of these things happening. And and yeah, it's like, hey, well, that you know, preaching the wrong God. No, that ain't it. And you bet you basically you get presented with the truth, and the Lord's trying to deal with you about it. Like, dude, it's wrong. This is it's not right. There's no results in the, the true gospel will always have a result. You might not have people swinging from the chandeliers. You might actually have people reject and get hard. But the true gospel always has a result at the right. end. It's not always what we want. <laughs> we want people to just accept it wholeheartedly. But some people actually get harder. Yeah. And we say, well, it doesn't work. Actually, it is. It's just not what you wanted to see. But it didn't mean it didn't work. Because something happened. It caused something happened. So we're uh, it's just using minister because it's pretty easy to. And they reject it basically. No, that's not. And they insist that their way is right. But yet there's no fruit. There's no the people aren't growing, you know, nothing's happening here. Well, they were just, no, at that point, they're backsliding, sitting down. No, I'm not, I will not. I will not change. This is the way I've done it. I've always done it this way. Not going to change. Yeah. yeah. Even though all the evidence is there, that something's not right. But they refuse. It's not going to get better, it's going to get worse. And they just sit there until they finally get to the place that they have to admit 
You know what? I don't know. <laughs> now, just we look at it on this side and go, oh, well, that, I mean, just stiff neck. You wouldn't be wrong in saying that, but uh, let's see you uh, be taught something and, and do something for 30, 40, 50 years, and then all of a sudden somebody come along and say, dude, that's yeah. wrong. And then you have to all of a sudden just change on a dime and relearn everything that you've already learned and thought you had right, and it turned out, oh my goodness, it was wrong. I've been doing this wrong for years. Right. And then you question, this guy, am I even called? Does God even really call me? You see the battle that goes? That's a, that's a, we need to pray for those people, yeah. not pound them, yeah. and not say, well, they're not even called. No, right now they're just in a spiritual warfare like honestly you may never have experienced. Because as a minister, ministers got a target on their backs. Yeah. Yeah. But that's just a, it's an easy example to use. That's why I use it. It's an easy example that when that you just sitting there like <laughs> I ain't going no, I'm not accepting that. I ain't letting go of this one of the there are a few things that are the biggest fights against people receiving the message of the cross, accepting it, and walking in it. One is obviously demonic spirits. They're going to fight it because yeah. it's the true God. Yes, that's right. That's right. Two is the flesh of God is going to fight it because it's the true gospel. Right. And the third is previous teaching previous teaching yeah. well that's not what I was taught well you might have been taught wrong <laughs> <laughs> yeah I could I mean seek it out seek, seek it out in the word don't just take somebody's word for it and really that's probably one of the biggest we just we've trusted people and took people's words for it well they praise God he's been he, he got a, a I don't even know what it's called. <laughs> PhD, a doctorate, or you know what? Well, he's got to know. I mean, you see, he, he knows Greek words inside and out. He's got to know. I don't know that's there. So just seek it. Seek is so important. Study to show yourself approved. Seek it out. And if you finally get to a place where you see, do that. That's not. I think I'm believing something wrong. Don't backslide. Don't, don't. Just repent. Don't just repent. Don't, don't squat down on those hind legs and insist that I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> Even though the evidence was plain, get back to this. Get back to Israel here. Even though the evidence was plain to see and the words were plainly said, they couldn't see and hear and they wouldn't see and hear. This has to do with unbelief. The situation and condition actually grows worse. Uh, verse 9 says, taken from Psalms uh, chapter 69, verse 22 through 23. Uh, and I'm going to go back and read it because we, we talked about all this stuff. So verse 9 says, And David said, Let their table be made a snare. And a trap and a stumbling block and a recompense unto them. Let their eyes be darkened that they may not see, and bow down their back always. That their table, the 
phrase their table refers to prosperity. In the giving of the law to Israel, prosperity in every facet accompanied the word of God, as it always does. A list of these blessings is outlined in Deuteronomy 28 verses 1 through 14. I wrote that really small for whatever reason. So, and we, we, we know blessings and curses. We see that and you, you know, you do what? You go God's way, blessings. You go, you don't go God's way, curses. So, <clears throat> the table which would have been their prosperity is what David is talking about. So David says, let their table be made a snare and a trap and a stumbling block and a recompense unto them. It became a snare because they began to equate the blessings of God with the approval of God. Well, God must be God blessing, praise God. So He is He He is approving us. No, that's not that means. God blesses not because of anything that you do or don't do, literally. because you believe in grace. Grace is not works. The moment it becomes works, if He said, "Well, I'm being blessed because I earned it." That's works, it's not grace. So it can't be grace, it has to be work. But God does not write that way, so it's grace. So really, what you got isn't because you earned it, it's just because God is grace. <laughs> yeah. They equated the blessings of God with approval. In Israel at that time, if you were rich, it was thought, well, you gotta be saved. And God's blessing you. Because he's pleased with you. Look at the book of Job. Job loses everything. And what does one of his friends yeah. say? God's not pleased with you, Job. Yeah. Yeah. You must have sinned, Job. Yeah. You obviously did something wrong, Job. Because we all know that God blesses those whom he's pleased with. Basically, because you're poor, Job, God's mad at you. Yeah. yeah. We look at movies. Star celebrities in today. Man, look how blessed they are. Mm. Who, who's to say, who's to say that let their table be made a snare? And a trap and a stumbling block and a recompense unto them. What if all of the things that we say, that's blessing, praise. God ain't so rich. They don't never got to worry about money. My goodness. So everybody knows them. They're so famous. Oh, the Lord just blessing them. They got to be doing something right. What if it's a snare? Yeah. What if it's a trap? Yeah. Yeah. A stumbling block. That's what happened to Israel. Yeah. Israel's faith moved from God to the blessings themselves. This brought about a negative end result. Israel has been in captivity since then till now. And that's what the phrase, bow down their back. 
Israel has been in captivity from that time until now, basically. Yeah. That what David said came true. <laughs> Let their table be made a snare. Let their prosperity, the things that they claimed as gain, let it be a snare and a trap that they would get caught in it and a stumbling block so much to the point that they rejected the Messiah. Yeah. And a recompense unto them which is a negative end result. Which we know that it did have a negative end result. Let their eyes be darkened that they may not see and bow down their back always. Captivity. 